Thanks for joining us today on the NateHoldridge.com podcast, where we're taking a look at some of the articles that Pastor Nate has written at NateHoldridge.com and just going a little bit deeper into them with some conversation. Today, we're looking at an article that Pastor Nate wrote for CalvaryChapel.com called Ministry and Marriage. Let's get into it. Ministry and Marriage. The two cannot be separated. If a pastor is the husband of one wife, his marriage influences all he does. Marriage is not in one compartment and ministry in the other. A strong marriage will bleed its way into a pastor's pulpit presence. A weak marriage will hurt his decision making. Everything bleeds into everything else and marriage is no different. Your marriage is a gift from God. Cherish it. Allow your home to be your ministry. A church is helped when the pastoral marriage is strong. It's a myth to believe that ministry can be healthy at the sake of health within the home. The truth is, to be more fruitful elsewhere, you must be fruitful there. All right, Nate, the two big M's, man. (laughs) Ministry and marriage. Yes. They're huge. They're important. <laughs> I just saw a pack of peanut M and M's when you said that. The just a big old big yellow bag. M's. I was like, oh, I'm hungry for M and M's now. Oh man! I never know how you're going to start these. I know. I, I it, it just comes. It just happens. The M and M's. M and M ministry and marriage. Two yeah, huge yeah. things for a pastor. Big time, or anybody, anybody who is uh, wanting to serve the Lord. But yeah, Amen. this article yeah. definitely had most to do with the pastoral family. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I like it how you started this out too. You talked about well, you kind of just set it up with this verse um, from First Timothy, and you can get in, into that if you want. But what's really cool about the beginning of this essay, Nate, is that you you kind of start just talking about something that a lot of pastors or people in ministry kind of inevitably I feel like do especially men is that we begin to compartmentalize Mm -hmm. our life ministry marriage friends music whatever you know but you kind of start off just talking about how how sometimes this stuff can't be separated so can you kind of talk us through that a little bit just of what um what that looks like for a pastor yeah I think you know when you're in different lines of uh, work, obviously your marriage can impact your workplace yeah. uh, attitude, experience, and success. You know, so a healthy marriage is going to, in any workplace, impact you in a positive, healthy kind of way. And a sick, unhealthy marriage or family, it will impact you in a negative way. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a little bit more of an ability to, like you say, compartmentalize yeah. when you're in maybe a different role. Uh, that is um, not kingdom church directly oriented. Although I think you can make a case that that compartmentalization never works at all. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we're kingdom people and everything that we do uh, is uh, is to be for the Lord. So, but in the body of Christ, in the church, that's what we're talking about here. You know, if you are a pastor, you're marital health and strength and vitality it travels with you it goes with you and if in the home there's strife and difficulty and bitterness 
and misunderstanding and sin, if those things exist, your pastoral strength and vitality and power and faith is also going to uh, be hit. It might not always be hit in a public kind of sense, you know, because we've all, you know, heard from, talked to uh, those who have seemingly had vibrant ministries and then boom you hear about a disastrous marital failure or something like that so you know obviously that kind of public you know thing is possible but beneath the surface there was a cancer that was there and eventually it came out and it affected the public ministry so what i was just trying to build the case for was i think that paul was saying you know he must manage his own household well i think part of the reason he was saying that was because yeah if if you if if things are off there in the home and in the marriage then eventually they're going to be off in the church in the body of christ so it's just really important to have a uh, lack of compartmentalization and a Mm. unity or sincerity uh, that exists in your uh, marital health, which will lead to your ministry health as well. Yeah, totally. I think that's so true. And, you know, in previous podcasts, we've talked about how a gospel-centered life produces a like a, like a person who is all about the gospel. It just, like, affects every area of their lives. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about here, too, is, like, that. that's so true, and that affects your marriage, and that affects your ministry. One of the things that was really interesting to me in this article is that you talked about the pastor's job in a lot of ways and how, you know, the pastor has these responsibilities at church, has these responsibilities to his wife, but the how the the attention to a wife, the attention to family can really bleed out into the the ministry. And you gave some cool examples about how to bless your wife, how to take care of her, and how that kind of produces some things within your style of leading the church. I don't know if you have anything that's just kind of on your heart that is out of that, but do you have anything that you've seen in your life as you're just loving on your wife that you've seen that affect your ministry here at the church? Well, I mean, we just had our Christmas services all not that long ago, and a tradition that we've had over the last nine years now is... um, at the close of our Christmas Eve services, I invite Christina up on the mm-hmm. platform with yeah. me and our three girls. <clears throat> and um, it's kind of a way for us to stand there as a family and uh, first of all, show our family, hey, this is who we are. You know, some people, it might be their first time like seeing us all together as a family um, just because of the big church and, you know, not uh, seeing us all hanging out together. Mm. But then also, it's for us a way to say thank you, you know, to our church family because we feel very privileged to be able to serve this community of believers. But man, this last year, when I was up there, you know, we were doing those things, thanking the church and, yeah. and um, you know, showing the church, our family and everything. But I just, man, I just had this sense just with Christina just standing there. I just felt like, man, this woman, there is no chance that I could do this without this woman mm, and what yeah. she has done for me. And, you know, her, just the like the confidence that I've gained over the years as a result of being married w- to her, uh, the support that I've gotten over the years being married to her, the friendship and the laughter and sometimes just like relief 
that I've gotten in ministry. Uh, because, you know, pastoral work and ministry work can be serious, can be heavy, just like lots of different things right. in life can be yeah. really heavy. And she's been like a source of relief from a lot of those pressures, you know, so often. And I just stood there just feeling so thankful mm. for her and, you know, what she's just how I've benefited, you know, basically yeah. from being married, you know, to her. And so, yeah, I think, you know, when you're talking about ministry if a pastor you know we have to remember that yeah we're called to pastor the church that we're in but we're called first to manage our own household to pastor right. our own household yeah. to be servant leaders there to be a source of encouragement there to minister there and uh, to me this is just so important you know I talk about it in the article but you know, I've heard of churches interviewing pastors wondering if they should hire them without ever even meeting yeah. his wife or, mm. or asking at the very least how their family health is or hearing any references about that. And to me, that's just insane because mm. they go together. And, and uh, when that pastoral marriage is healthy and strong, it just affects everything. Yeah, mm. it's so important. And I, I just, you know, just watching you guys at a distance have been so encouraged by your marriage you even just saying the other day at one of our staff chapels that on new year's well it wasn't technically new year's but that you guys had like a dance party together with like some close yeah, friends like, like you guys just like hang out yeah. and just like have like a fun time i think that's like just so cool that kind of stuff really does i believe being a church member i i see that kind of stuff like flow out of your ministry you can tell that you guys have just like a beautiful yeah we dig each other it's fun yeah it's awesome one of the things you really talk about in this article is about loving your wife. And um, one of the things that you talk about is opening up yourself to your wife. I feel like that's an area that for a man oftentimes mm. is, a, is a hard kind of thing. Can you speak to the, the pastor who is just feeling that, that is, may have a hard time opening up, having fun with his wife, enjoying her in that kind of way? Yeah, that's good. Good question. That's... It's one of the challenges, I think, in pastoral yeah. work because I've heard some guys talk about it, you know, and say, well, hey, you know, there are so many things that are confidential, you know, that a pastor is dealing with, like in other people's lives and things like that, that you can't, it would be inappropriate for you to talk mm -hmm. to your wife about that. And then there's also things that are distasteful sometimes yeah. in ministry, you know, where if you were to talk to your wife about them, it might color her perspective in a yeah. bad way, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've heard like guys say things like, you know, don't poison the well, you know, kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of concept, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't know that I'm really necessarily when I say like an open heartedness to your wife, I don't know that I'm talking about like, well, I know I'm not talking about take the things that are um, confidential and tell them to your wife. Yeah. Although I would, give a word of caution about that to any pastor and say, hey, man, make sure that you're not hearing confidential things about like another woman's life and that you're becoming yeah. like emotionally connected mm -hmm. in that kind of way. You're not, don't be that that source of counsel for another woman. Be your wife's counselor. Yeah. And, you know, be there for her. But so I'm not, but I'm not talking about that, you know, the confidential stuff. And I'm not really even talking about like the church drama and politics and, you know, things that can sometimes creep into a local church. I think what I'm talking about is I have noticed over the years that it's been so important for me to 
talk to Christina about things that are going on in my heart that I don't talk to anybody else about. Yeah. So, you know, for instance, you know, like we will go on dates together, you know, frequently. And we have one tonight, actually. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) But I've noticed that sometimes during the day, I'll have a conversation with somebody, maybe you, maybe another pastor here on our team that where I'm vulnerable or I talk about something going on like inside my heart and a thing that I'm thinking maybe or something I'm processing Mm -hmm. through a challenge or a hurdle. And I've noticed that I can then go to her and say the exact same thing. And what I've really tried to be to, to do over the years is not give my wife the exact same thing that I give to like an assistant pastor. Mm, yeah. Over the years, I've thought, man, if I if I'm willing to open my heart up this much with Riley or this much with Pastor Jeff or Matt, you know, or these other guys that I love and serve with, if I'm willing to go that far with them, I gotta go further with her. Mm. I've I've got to share things with her that no one else knows about, you know, that no one else has seen, but where there's just such an extreme like vulnerability about like just how I'm, how I'm processing things, how I'm feeling about things, like what I'm going through. And it's partly for me to be able to go through that because, and it's so valuable because it's so safe there, you Mm -hmm. know, with her. And then it's partly for her because she loves me and she's yeah. longing to know me. And mm-hmm. part of me loving her is allowing her to know me, to know Nate Holdridge on a level that no one else knows him. You know, the last thing I want her to have to do is to listen to the NateHoldridge.com podcast <laughs> to like figure her husband out. You know, yeah, I want true. her to that's have true. like just everything about me, you know, and, and for there to be nothing that's withheld, you know, from her. So it takes a lot of work to kind of go like, right. okay, what am I going through and, and where are things at and what am I learning and to really open my heart up to her in that kind of way. Yeah, that's cool. I, I love where this is actually kind of going a little bit because you do talk about um, supporting your wife, honoring her, loving her. Maybe we can kind of talk about that for a yeah. minute. Cause I think this is really like some of like, the bare bones of what you're talking about in this article of having your marriage and ministry really thrive together. And so you just talked about just kind of opening up yourself to your wife in a kind of way as may not exposing other people's issues or things like that, but just kind of like being vulnerable to her about the way you're thinking and the way you're making decisions and what you're processing. You also talk about supporting your wife, which I just am all about. I love this point. Can you talk just a little bit about that? What does that look like to support your wife? Well, you know, I mean, your your wife, I mean, if you just think about like what her church experience is like, it's pretty incredible. You know, she will have a level of faithfulness to you as the pastor and to that church like nobody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, my wife's church attendance record is off the charts. She <laughs> smokes everybody in this church. I, I mean, she is just there yeah. constantly, you know, and I know where she's going to sit. Mm. I know, um, you know, that she's going to be like invested in the service, you know, so, and she has to think about this, listen to sermons from the dude that she lives with. You know, it's like she, she hears me talk all the time and she has to listen to me oh, teach man. the Bible, you know? And so yeah. like, 
That is just a level of faithfulness that is precious, yeah. right? I mean, that's just, that's admirable. It's awesome. So, you know, part of honoring her is to really support her in yeah. her walk with the Lord and who she is, you know, as a Christian. So um, one of the things that I talk about in the article is trying to support her in uh, building up her support system, you know, because a lot of times what can happen as a pastor is, especially like when you're a lead pastor, I mean, some people talk about it being a really lonely kind of experience and stuff like that. And there are definitely elements of that that are really true, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you know, that I think leaders a lot of times can feel that way, you know, where you're yeah. seeing things from a vantage point, maybe that other people aren't at least naturally seeing, you kind of have to explain it to them to see it in that way. But, you know, uh, the other side of that coin is that I, there are people around me a lot, you yeah. know, and there are people that if I wanted to, you know, share or have, you know, feedback, you know, I can ask these questions, you know, I got these great men that are older than me, great yeah. men younger than me, great men that I'm peers with. Um, but a pastor's wife might not as easily slip into some of those relationships. So she could naturally, maybe if there's not work that's done, she could naturally kind of feel pretty alone. Mm. And especially, you know, if she's, if it, if it's like a church plan, a smaller church, a pastor's wife really could be leaned on by a lot of women in the church for that she's their support system. Mm. And so not only does she not maybe have a lot of a support system herself, but she is the support system maybe for a lot of other women. And that can be pretty draining, you know, over time. So I think a good pastor husband will do things to really cultivate and support his bride's own support system, you know? So Mm. I've tried, like I've just noticed over the years when there's like women that Christina like on a peer level really enjoys being with i've tried to do what i can to encourage the calendar and the finances to be able to go Mm -hmm. and for her to like get up get away get out of the house and like go have you know like some of those times like for me in what i do it's not uncommon for me to go grab a cup of coffee with somebody it can be like part of the job almost (laughs) you know like let's go brainstorm let's go talk about stuff let's go do some counseling you know but for her it's like there needs to be a, a decision made. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the kids. You go mm-hmm. out and you meet with her because I know that's like an enriching time for you. It's yeah. not a ministry time where you're pouring in. There's a reciprocal thing. And then I've noticed when there are women that are older than her that she admires and respects and really feels safe with and is able to bounce ideas off of and her struggles and mm-hmm. um, difficulties and trials. And I've tried to encourage that and um, not, you know, I'm never force those things on her, but just, you know, I ask questions like how did that, you know, meeting go, you know, stuff like that and try to really help that, you know, along in life. And, and so I think those are some of the elements that lead to a support system. So I, that's kind of part of it. And then, you know, I think also just um, clarifying to the church, you know, what, her role is, yeah. you know, I'm, I talk about it here, but you know, I remember when I first became the lead pastor of this church and our youngest daughter at the time was just a, like a three month old. Yeah. She's little brand new, uh, baby, a uh, six month old at that point. And, um, you know, our others were two 
and four. <laughs> so Christina really had her hands full yeah. and she was a stay at home mom. And so, you know, I told the church that, hey, you know, Christina, because previous pastor's wives here had also just simultaneously led the women's ministry of mm-hmm. the church. So I just told the church, hey, you know, Christina already has a women's ministry. It's these little women right here, yeah. you know, these three little girls. And so, you know, she's not going to be leading Bible studies for the all the women of the church. That's not going to be her role leading a women's ministry. Maybe someday, years to come in the future, that might be something that she feels called to, gifted to do. But right now, that's not what she's going to be focusing on. So just clarifying her current role to the church is really has been really helpful yeah, yeah. for us. But then like the way I feel about it is just because I was called to the pastoral ministry doesn't mean that she also has a teaching gift. She mm-hmm. also has a leadership gift. She also has a gathering groups of Christians together and communicating to them. They're just all female gift. Right. That doesn't mean that, you know. So when I married her, I didn't marry an assistant pastor. I married her as a woman. Like yeah. I love her and appreciate her. So she'll, you know, the spirit gives gifts individually as he wills, 1 Corinthians 12, 11. So mm-hmm. that means that he has a plan for her life and he has gifts that he wants to give to her. So I just try in my role to, you know, through conversation and over the years, just to respect the fact that she is a gifted, called woman of God and where those gifts are going to be used in every different season of life is going maybe will be different but i try to help be involved in that process of where would you like yeah. to use your gifts now you know so like she was a kindergarten teacher before yeah. yeah before we started having children and when we got before we were even married and it kind of explains a lot you know about me like I, of course i married a kindergarten teacher yeah. you know i just need i i need it I'm, so awesome. I'm like a kindergartner you know i need I needed that like understanding but um you know she, but she loves children mm-hmm. in that age group so right now like in our church you know every week she's faithfully at the nine o'clock service she has chosen that four-year-old class Mm. that she wants to be with them and hang out with them and spend time with them. And so that's what she does. You know, it's part, part of her ministry and using her gifts is to give back in that kind of way. I didn't make her do that. I didn't Mm. say, Hey, you know, I've, I've thought it's probably like a good look if you would (laughs) like serve in the children's ministry. No, it was, what are your gifts? What passions do you have? And, you know, over time, as we've just kind of gone through life, the, the appropriate season came where she could say, okay, cool, now now I don't have a four-year-old in the house with me. I'm going to serve the four-year-olds right now. Yeah, that is very cool. I love that, just supporting her in the things that she loves, the relationships that she's into, and the ministry that God's really put on her heart. Kind of like just honoring her in that way, supporting her. And um, having that kind of be something that's really prevalent in your marriage, that, mm-hmm. that that's just a beautiful thing. Nate, do you have maybe another word just kind of for that man who wants to see life in his marriage, but may has let like the ministry kind of take over and kind of push aside his wife or his marriage? Yeah, dude. Well, so now you're inviting me to get all <laughs> get all prophetic up on this thing. <laughs> um, Give a word for this man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, you know, I just say that don't kid yourself. Mm. Don't kid yourself into thinking that your work in the church 
is actually going to be effective if you don't get that right, you know, in your home. The truth of the matter is that the way forward is backward. You know, you have to go back. You have to go back to that family, to that bride. It would be better to not be in the pastorate for a while to get health there, Mm. to get things right there. And then if things are healthy and flourishing there, to enter in and health into the pastoral role afresh than to persist in the pastoral role and ultimately probably bring some kind of disaster Mm. or shame into the body of Christ because things are just not right, you know, in the home. And I think a lot of guys, you know, can feel trapped because you might even know that things aren't right. They're not where they need to be. I've been trying, you know, I've been trying to make things right. I've been trying to get health. You know, we've gone to counseling. We've we've done the work that we, we need to do. We're trying to get things good, you know, within our marriage. And a lot of guys can feel trapped because maybe now this is what they've given their lives mm. to in the church. Yeah. It's not only their calling, but it's now a career. And the question being, what do I do? You know, where do I go? How, how can I... How can I provide for my family? This is like what I make my bread with now. Mm, yeah. And uh, I would encourage you to to have the most courage that you've ever had at mm. this point in your life. I would encourage you to take the steps that you need to take. And even if it means that you have to, to take the courageous step of stepping out of public, you know, paid ministry for a season of life. It's worth it. You know, yeah. if the Lord wants that to come back into your life at some point in the future, he will let it into your life in the future. But I I just believe that on that day of judgment, the Lord will look at you and say, well done, good and faithful yeah. servant. Mm-hmm. If you go back and you say, you know, babe, like what we had is no longer and we need to get back to that place. Let's fight for it. And I love you more than I love um, what I do for the Lord. And you are the most important part of this church that Jesus Mm. shed his blood for. And so I'm going to leave the 99 and I'm going to go to you as the one. And I'm going to do what the Lord has done for me, for you. And I'm going to work so hard to repair this. And, And if by God's grace, that ministry opportunity in a pastoral sense comes back, it will only come back as a result of this being strong and right and good and healthy. But if not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I want I want this more than I want that. I think it. I think the Lord will honor you for that mm. courage and and that step. Yeah, man, that, that really brings it home of how important it really is to have things right at home, to have that marriage good and right, and to not put that above ministry. That's that's important to hear. That's really good. Thank you for that, Nate. Totally. I think we're just about out of time, man. But um. You know, I want to give you a chance just to say kind of any closing remarks or anything you want to say about marriage and ministry. Yeah, you know, if you are a pastor and you're listening to this, you know, I think one of the things that we've just got to do for each other is we really have to make sure that this is part of our dialogue with each other Mm. because it's just so easy to sit down, you know, with a friend who's also in the pastoral work and grab a cup of coffee and talk about, you know, the church and how it's doing and different things. And 
uh, how the ministry's moving along and different stuff coming up. And those are good things to be in dialogue about, mm-hmm. obviously. But make sure that you save some of that time to talk about, hey, how's your marriage? Mm-hmm. How's your family? Yeah. How are your kids? You know, getting to know that part of each other's lives is really helpful because it rather than it just being like once disaster mode comes, it just kind of helps with the regular, you know, maintenance of things. So if you're That's listening true. to this, be that kind of guy, you know, be that mm-hmm. kind of guy that asks that type of question when together with others who are called to the pastoral work. Yeah, that's so good. I know how that's been really helpful for me in, in my first year of marriage, having different pastors on staff just saying, how's your marriage doing? Well, how's it going? And asking me those questions has totally. been a good like checkup kind yeah. of thing. I really appreciate that. You're like, I, I don't know. How is it doing? <laughs> oh, I haven't really thought about it. That's a good sign that <laughs> need to just double check on it. So that's, that's solid, Nate. Thank you for that. You know, as we wrap up, um, how can people follow you, Nate? Where, where can we view your ministry, keep in touch with you? Yeah, well, this particular article was at nateholdrich.com slash 33B, actually. 33B. 33B. And I wrote a 33 already, so we had to go with 33B because <laughs> there was already a 34 as well. But uh, it's also, I wrote this article for calvarychapel.com right. originally, mm-hmm. so that's why it has a little bit of a funky uh, address at nateholdridge.com. So you can check it out at either place. And uh, and then I'm at Twitter at, at nholdridge. So nholdridge, love to hear from you there. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, Nate. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to read some more articles from Pastor Nate, you can always go to nateholdridge.com and browse through all the archives. Everything's there. And if you'd like to have his articles sent to your email on a weekly basis, you can also sign up for that at nateholdridge.com. And while you're online, please share this podcast with a friend. We would greatly appreciate that. And also, stay tuned for another episode next week. But until then... God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.